When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hello and welcome to another edition of the PHNX D-backs podcast right here on PHNX. I, of course, am your mayor of PHNX, occasionally known as Derek Montia, and I'm joined by my vice mayor, uh, my friend, co-host, the person that reels me in. Uh, it's the one and only Thunderstick, Jesse Friedman. It's a nice, nice little sticker you got on the microphone there, Derek. You is like that, that? that? This week for the live you show? You like, you like that? That uh, is the sticker pack I've been whining about that I didn't order because I rectified that. I told you about my little Valentine's Day package that I got sent to me, Jesse, and of course, oh, uh, yeah. I didn't, I didn't forget to love myself and get myself a sticker pack. Take the <laughs> loving yourself however you want to, but of course, this show is brought to you by the fine folks at the DraftKings Sportsbook app you know what weekend it is it's super bowl weekend it's super bowl 56 and DraftKings sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of super bowl 56 get in on the action new customers will get 56 to 1 odds on either team bet just five dollars use our code of phnx and you will get 200 dollars, or excuse me 280 dollars in free bets if your team wins jesse we have a lot to talk about uh mlb yeah. mlb is no longer testing for steroids they're no longer testing for steroids. Well, at least right now for the time being, because uh, they're nearly 20-year-long agreement, uh, which is tied to the CBA that expired on December 1st, is no longer valid. Sure. Um, so right now, uh, I at least can take all the steroids that I want, and MLB can't come after me. Um, but what's uh, obviously with the new CBA, we'll probably see some sort of new policy, I imagine, right? We're not going to just let this get out of control. Uh, and just let now, that would be, want. baseball has done a lot of egregious things over the last few months, but could you imagine if immediately after not allowing Barry Bonds into the Hall of Fame, <laughs> which granted, granted, that wasn't MLB itself. I mean, that was the, uh, that was the writers. The writers, sure. Out there. But sure. still, if, if that happened and then, you know, a month or two later, all of a sudden, uh, they stopped testing for steroids altogether. That would be a pretty, oh, pretty hilarious be. story that honestly would just kind of encapsulate the state of baseball right now and how things just don't really make sense across <laughs> the board. Uh, but here we are. Here we are. Uh, yes. And good evening to you guys all, everybody in the chat. Good evening uh, to our friend Evan Thompson, uh, Brett and Chris Melton all in the chat. Uh, Brett Johnson says MLB said Bonds isn't eligible. All right, you can take him now. And yes, that's exactly it. You're going to set all yeah. the records. That makes us look bad. But 
hey, if you just want to recover from an injury, we'll look the other way now. Obviously, that's not the direction they're going. Uh, I wonder if they this uh, we'll see as part of a CBA any change to their uh, system as far as drug testing is concerned, steroids sure. is concerned. I mean, there there are some things that are archaic when it comes to certain drug testing policies, and certain leagues have lightened up on things like marijuana and other things. I don't even know if that's part of MLB's drug testing, but I, I know that in some cases, you know, obviously their own rules have made certain guys and in, in, in different sports, you know, have to come up even though they were taking what they thought were uh, legal, okay, you know, treatments right. or whatever for an injury. Um, but I, I just, I, I, I feel like at times this is less and less of an issue and maybe it's less and less of an issue, uh, hopefully with the hall of fame voting, uh, so that we can, you know, get Chris Melton, uh, everything that she wants, which is, uh, they're using right now, uh, this as a ploy to trick players that will eventually be barred from the hall. Yes, exactly. That's what she's <laughs> <laughs> go ahead and take them for, for the time being anyway. So I, I don't know, Jesse, anything that you feel like is going to come from this, or are we just going to see the same policy implemented once the CBA is, is hopefully yeah. negotiated? That's a, that's a good question. I'm not really aware of, of any gripes that people have with the, the current system. There are a lot of gripes about many things in the game of baseball, but that's not really something that you hear players <laughs> right. talking about a whole lot. At least that's yeah. not at the top of their list. They have yeah. they have bigger fish to fry at this point. I am curious though, like, you know, like could you get away with something during this period of time where there isn't testing? Like, could you, you know, do some sort of PED thing now and then get it out of your system in time? And you know, once or they just or just say again? hey, or just say hey, I was doing it when it wasn't. Yeah, when it wasn't barred. Yeah, yeah, but, like that's just leftovers from a couple months ago uh, when y'all weren't testing us. I, I that's I, a fair. I know I'm showing my point. age here, but all I can think of is the Friends episode when you know Ross and and Rachel were on a break. It's like we were on a break. We were on a break from steroid testing. Everything was sure. it was Amsterdam <laughs> for that month and a half. It was everything was legal. I don't know. Robert York says, let's get lit. And I can't agree with him more. Um, <laughs> and you know what? Chris Melton makes a great point. Sticky stuff is the new PED. I feel like uh, after what we saw this season, they one thing that they might be more focusing on is the umpire's ability to literally strip search the pitcher after the inning just to check them yeah. and see if they have any <laughs> sticky stuff on them, right? Yeah, that's definitely the bigger thing. That is something that, that probably will factor into this new CBA is exactly how how exactly do we want that to be done? Do we want, uh, you know, umpires basically harassing pitchers coming off the mound so frequently during games? It's a, the optics of it are a little bit strange. So that is something that could come up for sure. That Caleb Smith incident will forever live in my brain just because, yeah, you yeah. know, like not only, you know, I don't know. Sometimes when you see people react in a way you personally would react, if you got accused of doing something, you didn't do yeah. <laughs> it kind of you you're like okay i relate to that that's how i would react if i didn't do this yeah. right um it's like it's kind of it's kind of like when you see someone accused of murder and they're way too calm about it you're like no i'd be screaming my head off and begging people to hear me out because <laughs> i didn't do the thing right i wouldn't be all like yes i understand these charges right so there's things <laughs> like that that to me you know like when caleb smith reacted in the way he did and he was so 
furious about it, both in the moment and then after the game. Um, yeah, I mean, it was I, like there was a part of me that was like, I don't know why, but I believe him. I believe he didn't do anything wrong. Uh, yeah. And Fred Johnson says that day Caleb Smith was prepared to murder a man. And he's not right. lying. He was going to beat up the entire officiating crew is what he was going to take on it's, every single umpire of, in that game. It's kind of like, um, and I don't, I don't want to badmouth TSA agents because, you know, I mean, they have a job to do and many of them are really quite pleasant. But it, it in some ways relates to, you know, the extensive pat down that for whatever reason, you know, you set off the, the little machine and, uh, you know, your bag was randomly selected for for search and they had to take it aside and you're going to miss your flight and all this stuff. Right. Yeah. And there's just something about, you know, you know, they're doing their job. Do. Yeah, they're you know? doing their job, but it's kind of a formality. Like like we're not really trying to, you know, do anything on this airplane. We're not trying to mess anything up. We're just trying Man. to be safe like everyone else. And and Caleb Smith is like, yeah, I'm not trying to cheat. I'm just trying to go about my business and. You know, you guys, I know you're just doing your job, but your job doesn't really make a whole lot of sense, right? Your job is just like fundamentally flawed. And you bring uh, up bad memories for me with the TSA <laughs> stuff, by the way, because the TSA, yeah, I left too much water in my bunch. water bottle. And uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like I had to dump it out, but then I also had to go back through tsa again and stand in oh, line again no. for them Just to, to dump it out don't they back. normally have like trash cans or something right like, there i dumped it right out right there. in front of them i still had to go back through tsa again those monsters wow. they made me go back through the line wow. again oh mm. it was the worst uh chris melton says i still don't think he cheated even if there was a thing uh i agree with her there evan thompson says i will go to my grave believing caleb didn't do it and see evan was there with me in the press <laughs> box that day and we right. both feel that way uh, but, you know, it is what it is. Um, by the way, Jesse, I got caught today. Um, speaking of getting caught, speaking of Caleb getting caught, uh, I got caught today doing something um, that I shouldn't have been doing. But <laughs> this I did is it the anyway. most egregious thing out of all the things that we're talking about. Uh, this is really the worst. Yeah, let's just bring it up. Our friend Josh at HuntStar05 uh, tweeted to us, were you guys just waiting for someone to notice the Taylor Swift references as the podcast titles? Or was that already mentioned? And no, no, Josh, I was actually actively doing that as a fun joke for myself personally until somebody noticed and you didn't even make it a week. Not even one week, Jesse, <laughs> uh, with my obsession with Taylor Swift, by the way, who's a national treasure. Uh, and I got caught. You're obsessed myself. with Taylor Swift, huh? She's fantastic, Jesse. Uh, show me something, I mean, wrong about anything with Taylor Swift. I, don't even get me started. Uh, but yes, no, I mm. adore Taylor Swift. And it just seemed at times like these titles were perfect for episodes. I didn't even mean to do it. I started off by calling the episode where you somehow just very irresponsibly let me spend as much money as I wanted to to fix the Diamondbacks. Um, so I called that Wildest Dreams because whenever I was writing about uh, these uh, ideas I had, sure. they, they, they were my wildest dreams. But I was also... Of course, singing that song in my head, um, you know, too, while I was doing that. So, uh, but yes, apparently I got, um, I, I, I didn't make it a week. So you're not, um, I feel like around here, Derek, you have to be pretty careful because there's people out there like Josh Hunt who are just so dialed in to everything that I, we yeah. do. 
Yeah. You can't really get away with anything. With I still like call Josh it Mailbag Monday Monday. I still called it Mailbag Monday. I knew if I changed that one, everybody would notice, right? So yeah, uh, sure. Yes. And and Brett Johnson says we all have our Taylor Swift that we will simp for, is what he has. Uh, his is Zach Gallon, and yes, Zach Gallon can't do any wrong. So I know exactly where you stand as far as Zach Gallon goes. As a matter of fact, uh, today I was playing on MLB the show, and I pitched a perfect game with Zach Gallon against the Cincinnati. Wow. Uh, don't you get yeah. like, don't you get some sort of award for that or something? Or I guess, uh, is it like the first person to pitch a, a perfect game on MLB, the show gets some grandiose award. Yeah, but you, dollars or you something. have to be playing on hard. I believe. In order uh, to you can't be playing on, on rookie on like you were. Yeah. Saying, like I, I was right. <laughs> Do you actually uh, play on rookie when you play? Uh, yeah, on well, I'm not here to have fun. I'm not trying to prove it. Wow. I'm supposed to put it on veteran i'm no veteran get out of here i'm not wow baseball games i'm not here for a long time jesse i'm here for a good time i don't want to throw the controller have you seen how expensive those things are and how much they technologically sound they (laughs) vibrate they talk they have a speaker in them i can't throw that controller like i used to all i'm I'm saying Derek. All I'm saying is mm. that if we play MLB the show against each other at some point on the air, oh. if you're playing on rookie, man, it may not end well for you. So oh, I'm just I'm throwing I'm perfect just games on rookie. Warning. I'm throwing perfect games on rookie. Let's just throw it. Let's, All right, like, I mean, let's get it right. Um, I'm, not, I'm not being challenged. I'm just doing it for the fun. Uh, however, you definitely are right about that perfect game thing. Uh, Brett Johnson brings up 2K used to have a promo to be the first one to throw a perfect game on the hardest difficulty and you'd win a million dollars. And okay. Yeah. But I do remember there were very specific rules. You had to, at the time, videotape yourself doing it. And there could be no edits to the video or anything like that. It was a sure. very specific, there's very specific uh, rules to how you could win that money. Uh, but yes, uh, of course, speaking of winning money, uh, it's Super Bowl weekend, y'all. Go win some money. If you're a new customer, you haven't gotten in on the action with DraftKings Sportsbook, I don't know what you're waiting for, but you may have waited for the perfect time because new customers right now get 56 to 1 odds on whichever team you want to bet on. Uh, my heart says the Bengals. My head says the Rams. I don't know. We'll find out on Thursday uh, where I'm going to put my money. But, of course, New customers get 56 to 1 odds at Super Bowl 56 on either team. Bet just $5 using our code of PHNX and get $280 in free bets. But if you're not a new customer, you join me. Let's get in on the on the prop bets. All right. We got uh, you could take your yeah, shot yeah. by predicting props like non if a non quarterback will throw a pass, fourth down conversions, total yardage and so much more. Uh, I need uh, some sort of over under on how long the halftime show is going to go. I know, I know it's I know it's typically timed, but you don't tell Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg what to do. You don't. Oh, is that no, who it is? No. Oh, Ooh. it's it's the it's 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 Dr. Dre. It's Snoop Dogg. It's Eminem. Uh, Mary J. Blige. Jesse, I'm going to live out my hip hop fantasies from the late '90s because, of course, <laughs> I am a hip hop kid. So I'm going to enjoy the hell out of that halftime show. But uh, again, you you don't tell G's what to do, and of course, uh, you know they're going to take as much time as they want. So give me. I'll take the over on whatever uh, the prop bet is for the halftime time. Uh, But uh, again, that's what we're going to do for old customers like us. Uh, New customers get in on the action with those 56 to one odds using code PHNX bet just $5 and get $280 in free bets. If your team wins, that's promo code PHNX over at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56. 
21 and over only Arizona only gambling problem dial 1-800 next step new customers only eligibility restrictions apply see draftkings.com slash sportsbook for details uh and yeah we are apparently evan thompson in our chat says i will destroy both of you in mlb the show fellas so that sounds Ooh, like a challenge game, game, on, that up. Evan, game on game johnson's bringing up some sort of mlb the show tourney which i will probably lose apparently because i play on rookie but it is what it is <laughs> i I'm, I'm i'm fine with that kind of loss but what i'm happy about is uh, we talked about the farm system ranking, I believe, for Baseball America and as far as the Arizona Diamondbacks dropping down to 10th. But uh, our man, Keith Law, over at The Athletic, he did right by us, and he has ranked the Arizona Diamondbacks much higher. Let's take a look at Keith Law's top five farm system. number three. All right. The Arizona Diamondbacks, that's right, going bouncing up from number five to number three. Uh, Toronto Blue Jays were number three last year. They dropped down to number five. Tampa Bay Rays had the number one system in Keith Law's uh, in, in Keith Law's mind. They dropped down to number four. Diamondbacks up from number five to number three. Uh, we have the Seattle Mariners in there up from 13th to second, making the biggest leap. And, of course, the Diamondbacks once again play uh, second fiddle to the Los Angeles Dodgers, who now have the number one ranked farm system in Major League Baseball. A big part of Keith Law's uh, reasoning here for the Arizona Diamondbacks had to do uh, with Alec Thomas and uh, Corbin Carroll. Uh, he was very excited yeah. about getting some of the guys back. He even brought up Christian Robinson uh, in his in, in his piece. So not not to be forgotten as of yet, Mister Robinson. There, uh, but what are sure. your thoughts there on on his ranking of their farm system? Uh, well, honestly, when, when I saw the list, I was just really hoping that Los Angeles at number one was talking about the angels rather than the Dodgers. So <laughs> that's my initial reaction, uh, but let's not, be fair. The, the angels haven't touched the top five on a prospect list in, in quite some time. So that was probably wishful thinking. Um, but yeah, I think it's pretty clear that Keith really likes the diamondbacks farm system. Um, probably more so than, than other people. I mean, we, we talked earlier about how baseball America has the diamondbacks at number 10 which we felt was was maybe a little bit on the lower end. Um, but yeah, I mean, Keith Law just released rankings with seven Diamondbacks in his top 100, which is a very, very big number. Um, and a lot of a lot of Keith's belief in this Diamondbacks farm system has to do with him not just believing they have good depth. I think that's something that people think across the board with the Diamondbacks farm system that there's, especially on the pitching side, there's just so many different names that intrigue you that even if they're not all, you know, top of the rotation types, there's just so many guys that project, um, you know, that, that have a, a really good solid projection into the major leagues moving forward that a lot of people see the Diamondbacks as having a good farm system just for that reason. The difference here is that Keith Law looks, as you said, at Alec Thomas and Corbin Carroll and Jordan Lawler and says, these guys really could be stars in this league. Um, they really could be, you know, elite players in this league, whereas maybe, you know, some other talent evaluators might see those guys as more, uh, you know, solid average or above average players, solid everyday players on a big league roster, but not necessarily perennial all star types. So that's a that's a big difference. And uh, obviously only time will tell what the outcome is here, but it's good to see Keith uh, being as optimistic as he is about this Diamondbacks, uh, this Diamondbacks farm system. I feel like the coaching plays into it so much too. Like I have never personally been this excited about the coaching staff 
right? I sure prob I fell into the uh allure a bit of the Dave Stewart uh uh Tony Larusa regime coming in here. No. So that that <laughs> excited me a little bit when they first got here. Obviously, the thought there is what TLR and, and Stewart have as far as experience goes and everything there, but um this is different. You know, this is the direct actual coaching staff, not the front office, not the guys making the decision. It's, it's a little concerning guys. when you look at the people in your front office and you're like, oh, they'd be a great coaching staff. And then yeah. you realize, oh gosh, they're they're in the front office. They're, they're, not, they're not the ones down doing there on this the, on the field yeah. with the players, right? <laughs> right. So it's definitely more about that. I think that um, you know, there's just this absolute um hope with again not only the current players on the team improving but this farm system this farm system is already ranked so highly these guys are already so good to be able yeah. to come up into the loving hands of joe mather jeff banister uh brent strom and and toy lavolo it, it's like the perfect atmosphere it feels like i don't know how long they can keep yeah. this group of coaches together but i think as long as these guys can come up and have their initial soft landing in the major leagues fall under their regime, under their tutelage, I feel like it can be so ben so beneficial to their careers. So how lucky these guys in this in this organization really are that now have this as their coaching staff yeah. for them. And 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 this is no knock to the prior coaching staff, but the the prior coaching staff did not have this level of experience, nor did they have this track record of showing how much they've improved teams that they've worked with in the past, like Mather and Strom specifically have, right? So uh, yeah. it's great to see this combination of good coaching mixed with this, you know, potential of this farm system. And I, I don't know because he didn't mention in his piece necessarily the coaching, if that factors in, or if he's just mostly talking about the farm system as it stands right now, not necessarily their potential or impact on the major league club it's just so it's so much more needed than the dodgers right like the dodgers are just rich in every single way in in every way they have this superior yeah. farm system they are able to gobble up any free agent that they want they can add guys they can trade and, and improve through trades because they have so much uh depth and they have so many assets it's frustrating to be in the same uh, division as the Dodgers, which again goes back to the idea that the Diamondbacks have to wait for a window where the yeah. Dodgers are vulnerable to finally go for it. That's the that's really the disaster on this list is is the reality that the Dodgers are number one. I mean, I, I want to make it clear to people as much as we love to, you know, talk about the Dodgers and how deep their pockets are and you know, the advantages that they have over the other teams in the division. The reality is the Dodgers are just a really well-run organization across the Correct. board. And I yes. recognize that on a Diamondbacks podcast, I may uh, be subjecting myself to uh, some animosity by saying that, but it's but just it's the, the reality. Truth. You got to speak the truth, yeah. right? I mean, even their executives, even their front end guys, guys that come up as assistants within the organization come off uh, and go elsewhere and, and get better jobs there because there isn't space for them to grow with the Dodgers. And even the guys that they, you know, have come up as assistants and, and other pieces of their front office and their coaching staff go on to have success elsewhere. They're sprouting yeah. success. I mean, even 
when you look at the way that the Braves, you know, had success, a big part of it was the the players that the Dodgers couldn't keep, right? Like they yeah. couldn't keep Jock <laughs> Peterson and he had to go elsewhere. And then he ends up coming back to, you know, be, be a big part of the team that does win the World Series, right? Um, and yeah, I mean, Brett Brett has a has a great uh, point here. The Dodgers turn dirt into gold with their scouting and coaching. Yeah, I, I wish so we had true. that. And it's so yeah. true, right? Because even it, it's not even it's not even the free agents. It's not even the spending. It's not even the trades. It's not even the farm system. It's their ability to go and pick up guys off of other teams, trash yeah. quote yeah. unquote, and then turn them like Max Muncy and Justin Turner into stars on their team, right? So. There's just a lot of positive things going on within that organization and their ability to find talent and retain it. You know, I mean, they're they're at a point once this entire lockout ends that they're going to be in a little bit of a bind as far as spending goes and things, you know, who they're going to keep, who they're going to move on, who might move on, you know, on their own choice, like Kershaw and others that are have been parts of this team for a long time. But it's still doesn't seem to matter because the Dodgers are going to continue to be good. Even if they lose key pieces that have currently, you know, been a part of their franchise, but I'm done talking about the yeah. Dodgers. I'd rather talk yeah, about Taylor Swift. Let's just talk <laughs> about Taylor Swift more. Um, <laughs> you know, I don't know. I might write an article over at go phnx.com about Taylor Swift. We'll see. Uh, but right now you can go over and get my thoughts again on the lockout, my frustrations, my, uh, my heavily, my heavily biased, uh, opinion on blaming the owners here in this situation um but uh whatever you think please give me your feedback what your thoughts are on that piece and anything else we have on gophnx.com uh don't complain to me about jesse's articles complain to him about them but uh if, if you're right. not a member already sign up to become an annual member you'll get that free beautiful t-shirt over at phnxlocker.com whichever one you want uh keep it for yourself give it to your loved one as a gift uh like i'm doing whatever you want to do, but make sure you get yourself that sticker pack. I know you're going to forget and then you're going to regret it. Uh, and then you're going to wish you'd had like I did for six months or however long. Um, but please go over to P go phnx.com. If you don't choose to become an annual member, sign up for the month to month option. You'll get your first month for just 50 cents and go over to phnxlocker.com. Get yourself a shirt. If you're already a member, get yourself another shirt, wait for one of these discounts maybe. And then jump in on that. The phnx rising shirts. Amazing though. And like I said, I'm really yeah. mad. Uh, that I missed that by the same day that it came out. I put in my order on the same day it came out. Uh, but yeah, Evan Thompson, Justin Turner was a cast off. Then look what happened. Chris says, Evan, we don't use his name. And yes, you're right. I shouldn't have earlier. And I apologize. Uh, we call him by his, his, his real name around here. And that's gritty. He's gritty. Uh, but Jesse and I, we had a fun suggestion in the discord. Again, if you're a gophnx.com member, you can uh, jump into the members only discord and, Give us ideas for the show, and we will absolutely follow through on them. Uh, we ranked, at least I did, every jersey in Arizona Diamondbacks history, folks. Every single one. Jesse found that to be too daunting of a task. Uh, <laughs> wow. Jesse had a hard time deciding on his top five. So, unfortunately, I did. I did. <laughs> you don't get to see my full list of 24 jerseys that I ranked. Um, some ties because there's some very similar jerseys in their past. Uh, for those curious, the gradient jerseys fell very low on my list. Very, very, very low. Mm -hmm. Most of them, not all of them. One of them snuck in pretty high just because I kind of like the teal gray, uh, 
uh, gradient the jersey. The gray is the best one, for sure. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So let's take a look first at my list. Uh, ranking the best D-backs jerseys. Of course, not one, but two vests made it onto this jersey. Uh, mm. List, I was looking again at that gray pinstripe vest at number five, and that is just a sharp, with a black shirt underneath, sharp-looking jersey. I wish they would have never gone away from the vest. What I will say about the vests is I never really had a strong interest in owning them. Um, hmm. I, I never wanted them because it was it just didn't look appealing, like the kind of thing that I would be able to pull off wearing casually uh, as a fan. But that makes it even better. It makes it like it has this level of exclusivity that it's only for players to wear on the jersey or on the field, at least in my eyes. Uh, number four, yes, the Serpientes jersey snuck in oh, at number four. Okay. I love this jersey. I think it's great. It's actually the exact opposite of what I just said about the pinstripe vest jersey and the other vest jersey. I think anybody wearing this looks very, very sharp uh, casually. I love this jersey casually. Uh, on the field, yeah, it does get a little lost. It's a little plain. I'm a kind of I'm kind of a classic plain kind of guy though when it comes to baseball jerseys. I like some of the older baseball jersey designs, and I'm not typically you know a big uh I, I don't like them to be super flashy that's why some of these on the list are pretty uh simple um number three is the white and teal current jersey which i absolutely mm, love yeah uh, then i have here uh coming in at the top number two and number one uh the classic arizona a black jersey from 1999 and the arizona a pinstripe vest coming in at number one as the best jersey in d-backs history um, I can't wait to get raked over the coals here. Uh, loss, loss, not loss. Uh, I don't know about that. I saw loss on a lot of stuff that they put out, but you could be right about that. Uh, uh, Robert York says gradient jerseys are his fave. No shame. You should have shame. Wow. <laughs> uh, Brett Johnson says the purple Arizona ones need more love. I don't disagree with you. It was yeah. very close. It was in my top 10. Uh, just didn't make my top five. Uh, Evan Thompson says he got the white vest for Christmas in 97 and he still has it. Yes. Uh, those are very, very good. Uh, let's take a look at Jesse's top five. Right, which here we go. Here these we go. were tough. These were tough for Jesse to get to Jesse <laughs> overthought this very much yet. We came very close on some of our ideas. Uh, this one uh, up at the top for number five, not the correct Jersey. Um, that is no. not the correct Jersey in the picture. Uh, it should be very similar to his number three Jersey which is the Arizona A black, but with the red, uh, Sedona red and uh, sand colored in there, which I do like right. that one a lot. Uh, we also agree there about the white and teal current jersey. I like that one a lot too. Uh, we have three of the same ones on our list, the Arizona A black. And of course, we both ranked the Arizona A pinstripe vest at number one, but you have the black Arizona jersey, which I also love there in at number two. I yeah the the number five is supposed to be like you said it's supposed to be uh the black with the Sedona red a so pretty similar to number three uh that one I remember the team used to wear on Saturdays all the time uh like when I was growing up and so I always have I have memories of every time I would go to Chase Field on a Saturday it was especially exciting because they would the, wear that black the black uniform. with the red right yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah and it was always I I always thought it was the coolest one at the time. I think we're we're both in agreement that outside of that uniform, I don't really find any of those initial Sedona Red uniforms to be very compelling. I think the more recent ones are are better. Um, 
The other thing I noticed here, Derek, is you had two uh, 2020 uniforms. I had one. I feel like the current uniforms are pretty good. Like, we, yeah. we all want the purple and teal back full time. But I think we also are in agreement that the Diamondbacks' current uniforms are pretty solid. Like, I would take them over probably most teams in baseball, contrary to what a lot of people think. Ever ever since they did the weird gradient thing, people just have very negative thoughts toward the Diamondbacks' uniform they, Yeah, a lot of people didn't even notice that they removed it, to be honest. I have people still bring up that the yeah, gradient's on yeah. there, and I'm like, nah, Once actually, that it, hasn't been on there for a while. It takes, like, several decades before you can... Uh, you know, possibly get that out of people's minds, but yeah. And Brett, Brett Johnson agrees with you on those black Arizona unis. They were clean. I just love the detail of all of those uniforms of that time, especially the black ones, because they were so like cool in being black. But yeah. then they just had so much character to them. Uh, the details in the sleeve trim and the A was just again. I almost feel like it was underappreciated, similar to the way the Coyotes Kachina jersey is is underappreciated sure. right like at times especially in the 90s and early 90s and and maybe even earlier than that arizona stuff just wasn't cool like uh you yeah. know like the stuff from arizona just wasn't cool and i don't know when it did but god bless like state 48 and all of those clothing designers and everybody that came in and just loved this state and hugged it and made like so many parts of it part of their clothing and their and their gear and their you know everything and then the teams that did it too right like the thought of the coyotes kachina jersey designer being here in arizona in a hotel and then walking down to the gift shop and seeing kachinas for the first time the kachina dolls and then that's what like inspired him to come <laughs> up with the design is awesome because that's so that's such an arizona thing right like um sure. all of that that kind of stuff and and honestly even finding weird Arizona stuff that you've never seen before in a gift shop is kind of an Arizona thing, right? Like that's where we find like people think we eat like gum with rattlesnakes in it and shit like that. When they don't live here, they have no idea. We don't ever, we, we don't eat any of that shit, man. We don't do that stuff, but it's the stuff they see when they're like in the airport here and whatnot. So they think for some reason it's actually part of our culture. Um, you know, sure. scorpion tails and all that kind of shit. Oh, but my gosh. Anyway, <laughs> uh, I will say that the Diamondbacks in their short history have some really cool jerseys. And they I really do. think they really do. I, I, I really think what we want is just a celebration of, you know, that that old jersey coming back. You know, I think I, I, I really I was so skeptical on them incorporating the teal into the Sedona red. And I love it so much. I'm wearing it right now. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I love this stuff. I think it's great. It's better uh, than nothing. It's better than it is. nothing. Yeah, I don't we'll think take we're going to we get purple get. back, but but getting the teal back is is at least uh, some sort of compromise that we can deal with. I'm guilty because I personally was a bit excited when we did the Sedona red and black because I felt like, because that, that was the same time that the Coyotes changed over to their oh. red and sand so you and were you were on board you wanted it I, at the time you, here's why when i was a kid my nurse had a poster up in her office of the pittsburgh pirates teams all having the same color scheme the yellow and black it was the, mm. uh, the all the pittsburgh teams the pirates the steelers and the penguins they all had the same color scheme sure, and i remember sure. because i used to go in and fake i was sick of 
a lot when I was a kid, uh, looking at that poster quite a bit and always thinking like how cool it would be if all, if Arizona had a bunch of teams that all had the same colors. So like, uh. I think just deep down inside, I always wanted that where they all got on board with the same color scheme that represented our state. And we were basically there, like outside of the suns, we had the Cardinals, we had the coyotes and we had the, the diamondbacks all with very similar color schemes. And like, I liked that and appreciated it for the moment, but then it just got to be very drab and it got to be very um, eventually you realize that all of the other professional sports teams also wear red. (laughs) Yeah. Sedona red was not really a very unique (laughs) shade of red. It was a standard looking red. You're right about that. So, all right, well, you guys, I'm sure you'll get to us on Twitter and tell us all of your thoughts on your jerseys, your rankings. We'd love to hear about it. Um, tell Jesse how wrong he was, like you did the other day on the Shelby Miller shit that he brought up <laughs> with the jerseys. Because I, I love knew that I would take flack for that. But I you asked care. me a question, and I just I know. had to- I just well, had to answer it honestly. It wasn't an opinion. It was just I think that's who I thought It was just what of. came out, right? Like, if that was me with Justin Upton. I said that. So how could I not stick with it when I literally said, oh, the Justin Upton years or whatever? Like, how is that not the first person I thought of? Paul Goldschmidt was a much better answer. And I think several people said that in the comments or on Twitter. And I, I agree. I don't know he how had, we missed he, he didn't Paul come Goldschmidt around for one. several years, though. Like, that's, he wasn't around until I think four years it. after yeah. No, I don't yeah. like you can't really fall. It's not a matter of opinion. It's just like, who do you think of first when you think of those uniforms? And they're probably players who who wore the uniforms right when they came out. And that was Shelby Miller. And that was Justin Upton for the uh, 07 uniforms. And uh, that's just sort of the way it is. Yep. Brandon Buckingham says, I want baseball back. And damn it, Brandon, I do, too. I do uh, too. Brett Johnson yeah. says, I take the current ones over the join the revolution 2016 ones. Bre- uh, uh, yes. Brett, I- I was at that fashion show. I brought this up before, but Yasmani Tomas was one of the models. If I oh, don't even get me started on how cute (laughs) Yasmani Tomas was as a model. He was out here (laughs) strutting. He was he was a man on a mission, and his mission was fashion. Uh, (laughs) It was quite the show. But I remember sitting there looking at them, going. (laughs) <laughs> like i was kind of looking around at other people's reaction and everybody was having a good time and enjoying it I didn't yeah you're like kind of supposed to cheer fun. like you're supposed right. to get excited you're not really supposed to critique but in that moment right when we left out of chase field for that event they had mannequins set up that weren't there on our way in because they hadn't yeah. done the reveal yet and the mannequins kind of lined the path out of the gates and the mannequins were all wearing the new jerseys. And I remember walking slowly past them and looking at that gradient print and just shaking my head and being like, I don't know about this. But <laughs> for some reason, I will say, like, I really like the fa- I'm like, well, at least the hat has it on it, too. Like, that made it better. I don't know. Yeah. I like the hat having it on yeah. it, too. It was uh, uh, it was bad. But uh, Brett also says those Kachina jerseys logo will be the peak of logo jersey design. He's not wrong. Uh, and Evan absolutely agrees with him on that. So we thank you guys so much for showing up in the chat. We love every time you do, and we appreciate yes. it. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter. I'm at cap underscore caveman with a K. Jesse is at Jesse and Freeman. Our show is at Freedman. Let me pronounce the D in there. Uh, our show is at PHNX underscore D-backs. But, of course, all roads lead to at PHNX underscore sports. That's on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Uh, if you're watching us right now on YouTube, make sure to subscribe to the PHNX Sports channel. Sign up for notifications. That way you don't miss all of the wonderful content coming out of this network. The other night, Espo was remote, 
and he had one of our interns come in and sit in a chair and then he had him place uh the the little thing over the intern so it looked like espo was in studio i really want to have to be remote rather than in studio actually ooh, can we can we do that on can we do that on thursday yeah on thursday we'll have an intern come sit in and we'll have them look like your body's there right that's what they're there for they're just there for (laughs) to be your remote body is what i I will laugh while that happens too i can't wait um so again you can't miss any of the content on phnx uh we thank you guys uh if you're listening to us right now on this audio podcast on wednesday please subscribe to us if you haven't done so already leave us a five-star review i've talked about it it's a five-star show because jesse's a five-star man and we thank you guys for appreciating him for that uh use our code phnx over at DraftKings sportsbook sign up for a membership at gophnx.com we promise you the content's going to be flaming hot once we get something to talk about besides you know ranking jerseys and how there's no movement on the lockout we promise once that happens (laughs) we'll have some great stuff for you but of course we thank you guys so much for watching the show Uh, on behalf of jesse and myself we appreciate everybody we love you all and remember kids baseball is fun but man it's so much more fun when the jerseys are fire